So that's the main reception room, south-facing, so nice for evening sun. What do you think? Um, something a bit creepy about it. Yeah, it definitely feels eerie. Are you keeping something from us? Did someone die here? Is it built over an old haunted burial? No, 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 nothing to worry about. Just a normal house at a very good price. Hang on, this wall doesn't feel very solid. I think they've plastered over a door. Don't go in there. Don't go in where? A secret room. Please, you don't know the spirits you might unleash. There were words scratched into the wall. D don't read them. I've never seen... You're looking so lovely. ...as you did tonight. Oh, God, no. You better tell us what's going on now. I'm sorry, I, I wasn't meant to tell you. This is the house where Krista Berg wrote Lady in Red. <laughs> a new evil lurked within these walls. It's only one room. What's this? A tiny rocking horse? That's the tiny rocking horse that Krista Berg sat on as he screamed the lyrics. He's oh. sewn these voodoo dolls together. A cheek to cheek. Oh. And, and that's the mirror where he somehow managed to look himself in the eye and say, I'm going to rhyme dance with Romance. <gasps> it's horrible. Just try not to dwell on this room. Come through to the kitchen. It's got a breakfast bar. Oh, don't think you can fob us off. Whoa. Did you say breakfast bar? Yes, it's so you can eat your breakfast at a higher elevation than the table you'd use to eat your other meals on. It's the cool way to eat breakfast. We'll take it. Welcome to Alfonso's Out of Town Magic Mega Mart, where we're slashing prices in half. Like my first assistant Angie. God rest her severed legs and pelvis. I'm back. Shh, 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 he's here. Welcome home, birthday boy. Shut your <laughs> eyes, shut your eyes. Why, what have you done? And let me lead you through here to the dining room. This smells nice. Yes, bolognese, your favourite. And some of this What was that? Well, do you remember at Bob and Jilly's in the summer um, when I asked everyone who their dream dinner guest would be? Of course, I've been thinking about my list for years. Well, it wasn't a real game. It was a ruse. I've done it. I've made your favourite dinner and assembled your dream dinner guests. No. <laughs> Open your eyes. Ta-da! <laughs> May I present Karl Marx, Anne Boleyn and Bradley McIntosh from S Club 7. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Bradley. Oh, my God, Sylvia, what have you done? Well, I had to pull a few favours at Highgate Cemetery, I can tell you. Add to that five months of pretty solid taxidermy and 200 pints of mortician's wax, but I think Karl Marx has come up pretty well. He's all leathery and mottled, but you can definitely tell it's him. And it's true, the fingernails do keep growing after you die. Yep. You'd have thought the hardest thing with Anne Boleyn would have been smuggling her corpse out of the Tower of London, but it was actually stapling her head back on. Surely she wouldn't have had any skin left. Nothing. A quick lick of paint couldn't sort. I thought I'd sit her opposite you because, uh, well, she's the only looker, really. How did you do her eyes? It looks like they're crying. Oh, you're going to make me give away all my secrets. Those are just a pair of frozen goat eyeballs I bought on the dark web. Am I the best or what? I go now. I'm freaking out a bit here. You've been paid up front, Bradley McIntosh, so you will stay here until you've dished the dirt on Tina Barrett and not before. This is incredible. This is exactly everybody I would want for my dream dinner. Great. Let's take a seat before the bolognese gets cold, eh? Oh, you're staying, are you? Pardon? Well, it's just you're not exactly on that list, if you remember. Well, yes, but, I mean, I just assumed I... You're not on the list. I see. Uh, would you like me to serve, or...? Bradley will serve, won't you, Bradley? That's how I've always imagined it. He'll say, I'll be mum, and we'll all laugh because he's a man, not a lady with children. I'll be mum. <laughs> not yet, you silly! Right, um, sorry, I'll... Just go then. <laughs> Take it away, Bradley. I'll be, I'll be mum. 
It's <laughs> great. Okay, serve the food. Do, do I give Do I give it to the, the dead? Yeah, give some to Anne Boleyn. Welcome to Pigeon World Windsor. Come down to the Kids Club and play with a pigeon with its feet. We've got a whole room full of one-legged pigeons and a big box of feet. Happy matching. Hand oh, it over. Oh, don't hurt me. Please don't hurt my face. Don't touch my precious, precious face. I'm not interested in your face. I want an anecdote. Oh, come on, mate, please. I need my anecdote. Just give me one now and I'll do you like a kipper. You'll boil me in a plastic bag. And I'll put a poached egg on your bleeding face. Okay, okay, what kind of anecdote do you want? Anything I can use at dinner parties or down a pub or at works to. Hurry up, what have you got? Uh, okay, okay. Um, th th there's the time I found a pebble in Hove which looked a bit like Norman Lamont. I don't really get it and it's out of date. What else you got? Oh, God. Uh, I, I can't think. I think that's it. You're lying. You've got an amazing anecdote, haven't you? I can tell from that scarf. You can have the scarf. It's silk. I don't want the scarf. I want an anecdote that only a man wearing that scarf could pull off. Okay, I do have one anecdote, but it's incredibly powerful. People respond to it very warmly. I built my career on it. I met my wife through it. I used it to save a child's life. Go on, spill it. I once got stuck in a lift with Eric Cantona, Michelle Obama, and Nigel Slater. Go on. And 12 live eels. God, this anecdote's got something for everyone. I'm having it. It's mine! Help! Help, police! Anecdote theft! Raconteur on the loose! Hello, Paul Beast, the anecdote people. This is Sue. How can I help? Hello. I'd like to cancel an anecdote, please. Okay, has it been forgotten or stolen? Stolen. And what was it about? The time I got stuck in a lift with Eric Cantona, Michelle Obama, and Nigel Slater. Oh. Sounds good. And 12 eels. And were they alive? Very much so. Oh my god, that anecdote sounds really good. Are you free later? I'm married, I'm afraid. Oh, damn. As you can see, it really is a very, very good anecdote. Okay, that is your anecdote cancelled. Great. So what will happen if he tries to tell it? It won't work. Right, okay, so he, he can tell it, but... It just won't work as an anecdote. Right. It will come across as confused or inappropriate or offensive. Oh, thank god. I hate the idea of someone else getting plaudits for my anecdote. So what happens next? Well, the great news is you are insured, so we can get a new anecdote out to you in the next seven days. Seven days? Ah, oh, thing is, I've got a work to do tonight with the St Albans branch. I could really do with that anecdote ASAP. OK, well, we could carry out a temporary anecdote, but it's not from our premium range. Well, it's only the St Albans branch. I'm afraid it's about having diarrhoea on a canal holiday. You are a lifesaver. OK. Get that oh, over to you. Fantastic. Is it in the chemical toilet or out the window? It's everywhere, I'm afraid. It's, right, um, yeah, of course. Explosive. Serves me right, doesn't it, for having a, a curry in a lockside tavern? I'm going to have to take I another see. call, I'm afraid. So. Right, thank you very much. Look, I, I know you think this is silly, but just please don't tell them we met online. It's perfectly normal to meet online these days. Yeah, I know, but my parents hate the internet. Every job Dad ever had ended because of the internet. Um, first he was an encyclopedia salesman, then he opened a blockbuster video, and then he started a service sending photographs of cats to people through the post. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. So they won't even allow the internet in the house. And they made me promise I'd never go on it. They made me take a blood oath. Okay. Promise? I promise. I'll just say we met in a bar. No, 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 don't say that. They, they don't approve of drinking either. Dad hit the bottle pretty hard when the bailiffs took away his cat printer. Then what am I meant to say? Just make something up. Uh, something interesting. <clears throat> oh! Hi! Hello. Hello. 
Oh, this must be Ross. Hiya. Come in, come in. Oh, well, Maze hasn't brought you to see us earlier. You've been together for what? This is six months now. Oh, yeah. Time flies, eh? Remind me, um, how exactly did you meet? It wasn't on the internet, was it? Margaret's daughter went on an internet date and came back in a bag. No, no, you never know go on the internet, Dad. Quite right, <laughs> because you aren't a scammer or a deviant. Yep. Oh, holy Mary, I hate the internet. Do you hear me, Tim Berners-Lee? I know you're listening. Oh, I don't, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Rod, a bit of a touchy subject here. No problem. So, how did you meet? Well, we... We, we met because um, Shell was working as um, a call girl. Hmm. A what? A call girl, a prostitute, a gigolo, S. I understand. And to begin with, our relationship was purely transactional and very good value. And before long, she just started texting me between jobs. And then after a while, I didn't have to pay. Is this true, love? Are you, are you, are you related to no. no. Don't overreact, love. At least she isn't on the internet. You don't advertise on the internet, do you, Shell? Just phone boxes? Nice old red ones? No, no, no. I'm not a prostitute. I just told Rod to make up a story, and I didn't think he'd come up with that. I'm sorry. I read a lot of erotica. The truth is, we met online. <gasps> online? You met online? On the internet? Does a blood oath mean nothing to you? <laughs> I hate you, internet! I should have killed you when you were just C-Fax. Right, Shelly, Rod, get your stuff. It's best if you leave. I'm sorry. No, Shelly, will, we'll speak to you later. Just go. I'm sorry, Rod. I'm sorry. Nice to meet you. Just get out. I love you, Dad. God. Donald, I want you to breathe. I'm going to run the special bath for you. You're going to get in it, and we're not going to talk. Donald, look me in the eye and tell me you're going to get in the bath with me. Come on. Welcome to Alfonso's out-of-town magic megamart, where our doves are flying off the shelves. Uh, it, it's a serious problem. Please don't take them out of their boxes. Just have a look at the sample dove. He is shop-soiled, so you can have him for half price. Ah, oh, the best thing for me about a breakfast bar is the elevation. The ever-present danger. It's just so nice eating bacon with your feet not touching the ground. I also love the way that your thighs don't fit very well under the breakfast bar. Yeah, <laughs> to think there are other squares out there eating breakfast at a normal table. <laughs> like they're <laughs> sitting at some sort of boring breakfast desk. <laughs> the idiot! <laughs> <laughs> You've gone right through the floor! Oh my god! Alvin, what's this? It, it looks like a spacesuit! It's a dead spaceman! Right. I'm ringing the estate agent. I'm pretty sure a dead spaceman was never mentioned. Hello, Paul Beef Properties. Hello, Alvin Allington here. You sold us 42 Pinecone Drive. Hello, Alvin. How's Alice? <laughs> She's just fallen through the floor and uncovered a dead spaceman. What's going on? Ah, sorry. I didn't think you'd ever find it. It's the spaceman Krista Berg kidnapped and kicked to death as inspiration for his Christmas hit, A Spaceman Came Travelling. Ah. It was Krista Berg's doing, love! For God's sake! I thought you said we'd uncovered all the creepy Krista Berg memorabilia. I've got a good mind to take you to court for mis-selling us this haunted semi. Please calm down. Need I remind you that the property has a breakfast bar? Hmm. I had let that escape my mind for a moment. What's he saying, love? He's just reminded me about the fact that we have a breakfast bar. I love the breakfast bar! It's the cool way to eat breakfast. It is. It really is. Welcome to Pigeon World Windsor. Eat like a pigeon at the Pigeon Cafe. 
Take your beach-shaped bowl to the Pigeon Buffet, piled high with cigarette butts, discarded chips, old pastry and coins. Bon appetit. No Onion January Diary Day 1. For once this evening, my tears were real and not the result of chopping an onion. My friends just don't understand. I'm doing no onion January, I say. Even in Bolognese, they say. Yes, even in Bolognese. Couple of sherries, fight with the policeman, then bed. Christmas lunch. Those parsnips oh. were incredible. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Pretty pleased with it, actually, even if I do say so myself. Um, post-lunch walk? Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're forgetting something. Oh, oh. oh it's a grommet. Starts in ten minutes. More cheese, grommet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Um, well, I might pop out and walk off some of those pigs in blankets anyway. Sorry, maybe you didn't hear what Sue said, but Wallace and Gromit is on BBC One. Oh, yeah, no, I just thought I might go out. <laughs> It's Christmas Day. We're watching Wallace and Gromit. More cheese, Gromit. <laughs> oh, well, I actually don't really like Wallace and Gromit that much. <gasps> what? I don't really like Wallace and Gromit that much. Polly, why? Oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm just not bothered. More cheese, Gromit. Yeah, can you please stop that, Paul? You've ruined Christmas. It's a Christmas nightmare. Well, that's a bit much, isn't it? Look, I, look, I don't dislike it. I'm just, I'm just not bothered. Wallace and Gromit... It's the greatest thing about this country. I can't look at you. Get out. It's just a joke. Yeah. How dare you <laughs> talk about Wallace and Gromit like that? With that little love. <laughs> Come with me. Who are you? I'm someone who can help you. Come. Well, where are you taking me? What's happening? Come inside. Here you will be safe. What are you doing? We're all not watching Wallace and Gromit. Welcome. Welcome to the club for people who aren't that fussed about Wallace and Gromit. We need to work on the name, but it gets across the fundamental message. None of us are that fussed about Wallace and Gromit. We are sick of people judging us, being suspicious of us, because we don't love Wallace and Gromit. It's a plasticine tyranny. A stop-motion dictatorship. It's a Bristol-based, Oscar-winning, totalitarian dystopia. Look, guys, I'm really glad you found each other. And it's nice that you feel you can be yourselves here. But I just don't have strong feelings about this. I'd really like to get back to my friends. Your friends are dead. What? I'm sorry, I thought that's what you wanted. And you can't leave. The launch procedure has begun. We're about to take off. We're going to start a new society. On Venus, where Wallace and Gromit will be forgotten. We can start afresh. No, wait. Let me off. Let me off, please. Goodbye, Wallace, you jagged clay twat. No, please. This is Goodbye, I'm Gromit, you unrealistic hellhound. You heartwarming bastards. <laughs> Hello, Sun Cream Holidays. Yes, hello. I'm currently on a holiday that I've booked with you and it's totally inappropriate. It's nothing like what I asked for. OK, well, what were you looking for? Well, I said I wanted something relaxing, good for the kids and something a bit quirky. Right, and where are you? Mount Everest. Oh, lovely. Not lovely. Well, what's the problem? Well, for a start, a holiday wrap is in a hypothermic coma. My wife's nose came off and I'm not getting the time I need to look at my Grisham. I barely looked at it since we touched down in Kathmandu. Well, what about the overwhelming feeling of achievement when you've reached the summit? Totally ruined by another member of our party who had frozen hard like a chalk ice. Okay, and sir. let me tell you, she didn't taste half as nice as a chalk ice when we had to eat her on the way down. Right, please, sir, now, if I... Don't you fob me off. I want something done about this. Okay, well, sir, I can send you some vouchers. Really? 
actually very good customer service. I'd expected okay. a real battle there, but, uh, well, thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure, sir. Right, better be off. Looks as if my wife is trapped under about a ton of snow. Oh, there's <laughs> always something, isn't there? <laughs> Tell me about it, especially with Liz. All right. Anyway, better go. Thank you very much. Coming, Liz. Welcome to Pigeon World Windsor. Experience life as a pigeon. Narrowly avoid being run over and throw yourself onto a plate glass window before crapping on a statue of Lord Nelson. No onion, January diary, day five. Hard day. Repeating to myself, shallots are cheating. Shallots are cheating. Bottle of Knob Creek, then bed. Hello, Helen. Oh, my God. Who are you? How do you know my name? I am a genie, Helen. I know everything. I've been living in your Nespresso machine for the last two years. Oh, bloody hell. And now you have awoken me. I can grant you one wish. One? I thought it was free. Technically, but everyone's first wish is to have an espresso machine. Check. And number two is a lifetime supply of macchiato pellets. Done and done. So, what is your wish? Well, it's something I've wanted for as long as I can remember. A mystery so unsolvable, it's very nearly sent me mad. Go on. You know when you type in a date and you write the first and the second? Yes. Well, how do you stop the font staying really small? You know, on Microsoft Word. That's your wish. Hell, are you making coffee or not? Whoa! Who the hell are you? I'm the genie who lives in your Nespresso machine. Uh, is that why the frother's knackered? I haven't touched your frother. Ian, the genie has granted me a wish and is now stalling on the answer. Don't you want to discuss this with Ian? What did you wish for? Exactly as we discussed. Oh, right, brilliant. So how do you do it? It's so annoying, isn't it, when you just want to yeah. type a date and then you look up and find the next five lines of your document are all in font size 0.005. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Have you Googled it? Yes, there's no answer out there. Okay, the truth is, I don't know how to stop Microsoft Word making the letters small. It's the only thing I don't know. Oh, great. You're as useless as that Nespresso frother that you broke. I can conjure you Elton John tickets. Stop wasting our time, mate. Go on, get out of here. Spice rack that looks like Nigel Havers. The flying walk. Oh, get out. Go on, just piss off. A huge papier-mâché fist. Hello, Plants by Post. Yes, hello, hello. I've just received a box in the post from you. When I opened the box, I expected to see some begonias and a novelty hand trowel. However, instead, I was met with the sight of thousands of bees flying towards me. On behalf of Plants by Post, I do apologise. Don't, don't you try and fob me off. And also, we can offer you any gnome from our collection. You can choose from a gnome modelled after Emily Bronte, Charlotte Bronte or James Nesbitt. Absolutely free. Sorry, did you say free? Absolutely free. Oh, that's actually very good customer service. Thank you. I'd, I'd expected a real battle there, but, uh, thanks. Which gnome would you like? Nesbit. What a smashing choice. Well, that's all gone through for you, sir. You've made my day, thank you. My pleasure. Oh. Oh, right, better be going. My wife's tongue is starting to look like a Christmas ham. Oh, weekends are never as peaceful as you'd hope, are they? You're not wrong, especially with Liz. Welcome to Pigeon World Windsor. At 3pm, come to the Adventure Paddock, where we've bred a pigeon with an ostrich. Introducing Big Jun. But hurry, he's expected to live for just a few short, agonising minutes. Welcome to Alfonso's out-of-town magic mega mat. 
please be advised that we no longer accept behind the ear pounds. Thank you. The incredible stupendo. It's been a while. The stupendous incredulo. Yes, it has. Not long enough. I don't like what you've done with your moustaches. And I don't like what you've done with your beards. So, what have you got in your box tonight? More tedious trifles? How dare you? My illusions are the talk of the town. <laughs> the only illusion you peddle is the number of chins you have. You pander to the lowest expectations of the public stupendo you always have. Whereas I, I am striving for something more. Ha! You strive to send your audiences to sleep by all accounts. <laughs> I don't seek to titillate and tickle stupendo. I seek to beguile, to enthrall. Yes, to terrify. I want my audience to leave with their assumptions of the universe in tatters. Incredulo, you think you are a very god. No, not a very god, stupendo. Greater than a very god. What are you very saying? Science still cannot fathom the invisible force that holds the fabric of an atom together. What can this force be, then, but magic? And when I master magic truly, I will master the essence of the universe itself. These are dark arts of which you speak, Incredulo. Black magic, you must be stopped. Let me Guys, guys. <clears throat> Hello. Greetings. Hello. Right, um, well, they're just all finishing lunch, so uh, if you can remember, it's Tim's ninth birthday, so if you just give him the special attention. Uh, and I thought, uh, Incredulo, could you do the puppets and Stupendo hand out the sweets? Yeah, that's right, maybe. Stupendo is happy to go on sweet duty, yes. Are you sure young Tim wouldn't like to see the wonders of the human lightning rod? Dare the children cast their innocent eyes on the power of this electrifying magic? No, you're all right. They've already had a burger. Yeah, no, you should have said. Any chance we can have a burger? Don't push it up, Stupendo. No Onion January Diary Day 6. Starting to see the benefits. I think my skin is starting to look clearer, and this evening, whilst buying four bottles of Spa's own brand vodka, Tiananmen Square, I was ID'd for the first time since I was 15. I feel like I could keep this up forever. Boshed a box of Merlot, then bed. Anyone mind if I vape? No, go ahead. Uh, since when were you a smoker? Oh, please tell me it's one of those apple and cinnamon ones. Seriously, you've never smoked? Oh, give us a waft. <laughs> Oh, that is... Oh, oh God. Oh, not yeah. the apple and cinnamon. <laughs> sorry, oh. sorry, it's, um... Hang, sorry, hang on, that smells of... Sex. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sex vape. Mm. You're giving up sex? I'm trying to count down, hence the vape. <laughs> so you've decided you're a sex addict now? <laughs> well, I thought I might be, and I looked it up in the library, but I couldn't read the article properly because I was having sex. You still use libraries? For the sex, mostly, yeah. And the Blu-ray. What, now you're self-treating? With the sex vape, yeah. Trying to get hold of some sex gum, but I bought it online and all I actually got was this kind of adhesive for gimp sleeves that don't fit properly, which just made me want to have weird European sex. And the vape fluid comes from... Just this guy who's got the basement flat in my building. He's either called Jeff or Steve, but I've known him too long to check now. Runs the business out of his kitchen, brews the fluid in an old litter tray. Before that, he ran this business called Sex Bath out of his bath. Does it help? It has an effect, certainly. Like... Chest pains, breathlessness, I get a lot of headaches and quite a bad rash around my mouth and nostrils. Oh, oh that looks Ooh. nasty. Yeah, yeah, all that adds up to one pretty worn down and unhorny little vapour. That's pretty unappealing. Like... And that means one hell of a lot less sex. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Hello. Hello, is this Tony Redford, personal trainer? That's me. You absolute bastard. I've just been looking through my wife's texts and it seems you've gone a lot further than just personal training. Oh, calm down, mate. What's your wife's name? Liz. Liz Turnbull. Oh, yeah, Liz. Yeah, she's one of mine. Mm. Yeah. I've been servicing your wife for a few years now. You must feel sick as a dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. Frankly, 
I do. I'm not the perfect partner, I admit. I took her on a holiday to Mount Everest. I submitted her head and torso to a barrage of poisonous sticks from over a thousand deadly African bees. But before you came along, we were okay. You know, getting on all right. But now she barely looks at me. So we've got a situation here, oh, haven't we, Padre? Lord, you're right, we've got a situation, mate. Okay, okay, so I'm having a bounce on your wife, and I'm the father of both your children. What? Got every right to come down there and kick your bloody whoa, whoa, face whoa, up whoa, in your Whoa, 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 calm your boots. How about, as a gesture of goodwill, I give you a free personal training session. Sorry, did you say free? Absolutely free. I'll even throw in some diet drinks. After all, I'm squiring your wife. It's the least I can do. Oh, thanks, mate. That's, uh, that's really decent of you. Better be going. Looks like Liz is getting a bit snippy about me reading a text. Literally, she's catching my up on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you about these situations when you're planning your wedding, do they? Never a true word said, especially with Liz. <laughs> oh, 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 I know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you rascal. Right, anyway, seriously, better go. <laughs> See you later. Welcome to Alfonso's Out of Town Magic Mega Mart. Come to aisle six if you're after an ordinary pack of cards. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the idiots. The stupid, stupid idiots. No onion January diary, day nine. Majorly fell off the onion wagon today. Stressful day at work, got home, tore open my secret stash under the stairs and nailed five onions without stopping. But maybe if I start drinking harder, I can do the rest of the month. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm eating onions now. Welcome to Pigeon World Windsor. At 2pm, Colonel Henry Barnstable, the last surviving messenger pigeon from World War II, will be talking about his daring escape from a Japanese concentration coop. Don't miss Pidge on the River Kwai. Jeff? Yeah? I've had an incredible idea. Huh. I'm going to open a casino. You, a casino? Yes, a proper one too, Las Vegas style. It's going to have an underwater theme, cocktails served in a shell, burgers served on a shell. I'm going to have to buy loads of shells. Mate, you haven't got any money. Well, no. But there's no way that's ever going to happen. You can't tell me that, it's my dream. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're literally not allowed to tell someone that they can't achieve their dream. Well, it depends on the dream. And my dream just happens to be owning a casino where everything is served on a shell. Oh, sorry, but we can't all follow our dreams. Imagine if John Pritstick had a mate who'd said that, yeah? We'd all still be dicking about with pots of PVA. OK, let's just say that I'm going to be encouraging practically how you're going to do it. I'm going to use the oldest trick in the book, amigo. Fake it till you make it. I'm going to Vegas, baby! I need more shells on level five. I need more shells, goddammit. Keep them coming, shells. You. Yeah? Why aren't you wearing a bikini made of shells? Because I don't have to. Who are you? Why, I own this casino. No, you don't. So you can't bring those shells in here. Who are you? Security. Why aren't you wearing a giant shell helmet, your shellman? Sorry, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. What do you mean, I own this casino? No, you don't. I need more shells, goddammit. More shells on level five. Call the police, he's back again. Don't let me see you serve that burger, not on a shell. Come with us, buddy. What, what, what's your name? Small Scenes starred Daniel Rigby, Jessica Ransom, Carrie Ed Lloyd, Henry Packer and Mike Wozniak. It was written by Benjamin Partridge, Mike Wozniak and Henry Packer with additional material by the cast and was produced by Simon Mayhew Archer. It was a BBC comedy production.